Today's tea is a real special one. It is with one of my best friends, Teal Cooper. <laughs> Teal is one of a kind, that is for sure. And today's tea, we talk deeply about bringing consciousness to entrepreneurship. I am an entrepreneur. I know a lot of entrepreneurs. And when it comes to abundance consciousness, it's still an area that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle in. The journey of being an entrepreneur truly is about believing in yourself in a way that you have never been pushed to do. And it's also a lot about betting on yourself in spite of setbacks that you may or may not face. Teal is an OG entrepreneur. I've known her for over four years now, and she has truly lived quite a journey as an entrepreneur. And it's so inspiring to watch her in her business as it grows and as it evolves and how she has evolved in that journey through her own consciousness. Teal is truly a creator, a visionary. She's an expander for all of us. Teal, along with her brother, Tristan, is the co-founder of Vendi Bean, which is the first barista at the touch of a button, disrupting the coffee vending space and the office coffee industry. They launched the company in college with zero knowledge about coffee or vending machines, as many entrepreneurs launch without a lot of knowledge of what they're focused on. It's a fascinating journey, really, because it teaches us so much about how we don't need to know as much as we think we do. We don't need to prepare as much as we think we need to prepare. We can just let things flow and just let an element of our journey be about seeing where we're guided and trusting where we're guided. And Teal and Tristan have, have lived that truly. Vendi Bean is now in five cities, three states, 190 machines placed. <laughs> this makes me so excited because I've seen their journey from basically the beginning. They are in huge companies like BuzzFeed, HP, Amazon, a lot of different hospitals and universities, and as well as military bases. It's really been powerful to witness Teal expanding other entrepreneurs with her spiritual wisdom. And her mission on this earth is to help entrepreneurs break free from societal programming and limiting beliefs to then become in alignment to live their most fulfilling life. She also has a podcast called Real with Teal. Please listen to this, subscribe. You're going to love it. She interviews a lot of entrepreneurs and talks about how they embody and integrate higher states of consciousness in their business and how it has helped them manifest the reality they desire in their life and their business. I just want to say that Teal is and will continue to be a huge expander for me. She has shown me what it is to have a friend who really sees you, all of you, and loves you anyway, in spite of yourself, because of yourself. She is one of the most powerful relationships I have in my life. And I'm so grateful for all that is Teal Cooper. Enjoy the wisdom today. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low. 
and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. All right, we are here with one of my number ones. (laughs) Okay, so today's tea is on bringing consciousness to entrepreneurship with the one and only Teal Cooper. (laughs) I love being here. Freaking out. I love it. I love it. If you can't tell, Teal and I are our best friends. (laughs) And yeah, we we spent like five days this week together. So the best days of the week. We cannot get enough of each other. But Teal is, oh Lord, one of the most powerful humans I will ever know. And she truly lives and breathes entrepreneurship. She is an OG entrepreneur, never even worked in corporate America. (laughs) Kudos to her and never had that trauma. She just lives and breathes it, but she is really here to disrupt the culture of it and bring consciousness to it. And I'm so excited to talk about this today because, you know, we've had Scout and Whitney on, as you know, we talked about entrepreneurs embodying abundance. And I mean, Teal is here to walk a new path and to pave a new way for how entrepreneurs can move through the world, live their vision and achieve success. And I'm just so excited for you to be here, babe. Thank you. Oh my God, Lo, that was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful to be here and being a part of this podcast and being a part of your purpose and your mission, like you're living proof of someone stepping into your purpose mm-hmm. and walking the walk. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you, babe. I would love for you to give a little background on all the things you're doing for everyone that doesn't know you. Yeah, of course. So I am the co-founder of Andy Bean. I launched with my younger brother almost five years ago now, yeah, which is pretty wow. crazy. My senior year of college, we launched the concept and it's essentially a bougie espresso vending machine that's disrupting the office coffee and the coffee vending industries. And now we have close to 200 machines out in the wild in three different states, uh, about to launch our fourth in Seattle this year, working on some really exciting innovations, like creating our own IP and working on finalizing some distribution partnerships. And I'm also stepping into my other purpose, which is really changing the way we operate as entrepreneurs. Yes. And really helping people, you know, break through from these like programs and live their most fulfilling life. So I just launched my podcast Mm. and I'm on that other journey now too. Oh, it's so powerful. And you, you're bringing a lot of conversations forward with other entrepreneurs that are living this and really can be examples. Cause I know everybody wants to see, well, how does this come to life? How does this come to life? So I love that you are so focused on practically grounding it for other entrepreneurs. So thank you for that. I'm pumped to ask you my rapid fires. So far, the feedback on the rapid fires has been amazing. So I'm (laughs) really excited to get your answers. So we'll start there and then we'll get into the flow of this conversation. Okay. So first rapid fire, babe, give me one word that describes you and your essence. Magnetic. Yeah. Love that word. I've witnessed that. That's (laughs) for sure. I think when we're in our flow and we're high vibe and we're living our best like energetic life and we're in 
the vibration to attract whatever it is that we desire. And to me, that's like the essence is magnetic. Mm. And that's like my ideal state of being every day is to be magnetic. I feel that. One of the most powerful words. I agree. Okay. What is your mantra for life? Follow what feels good. I think that sounds like basic, Mm. but if you actually think about it, it's like, don't do shit that makes you feel low vibe. Yes. It's like, stop doing things that make you feel drained. Life is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fucking high vibe. We're supposed to feel good. And we need to do more of what feels good. So true. And actually let ourselves feel. Yeah. Not think about it, but feel. Yeah. The deeper meaning of like things that light you up and bring you passion and joy. Mm, So good. Okay. What ritual makes you feel gorgeous? Okay. Let me think about that. (laughs) Okay. The first thing that comes to mind is like taking one of those showers where you like wash your hair, shave your whole body, put lotion on. Jihan said the same thing on the last episode. Yes. And then blow dry my hair, like put makeup on and like put a great outfit on. Mm. It's like full on getting ready. Like I need to do that more, but I think that's definitely one that makes me feel gorgeous. Mm. You're always gorgeous. Oh, Okay. What is an action you took recently that came from a place of abundance? Getting my dog. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about karma. (laughs) Okay, karma, my soul dog. I got him from a place of really craving to bring out more of my feminine energy. Yeah. And it's not something that I think comes naturally for me. I think I'm more like in my masculine when I'm in my like entrepreneur world. Yep. And I did it to really help get more nurturing, sensitive, like really just tap into more of that feminine side. And I mean, it's definitely been a transition of I'm very like in my routine kind of person and being really shifted out of that and finding balance around and having some one or something is a dog, something (laughs) it him depend on me, like having someone other than me to like be responsible for has definitely like been a shift. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a really intentional thing that you're doing though. And it's really special. And he is so special. Oh my God. He's amazing. Like I'm so, Mm. he brings so much joy to my life. I'm so grateful that I got him. Mm. I love it. I love him. (laughs) He loves me so much. (laughs) Okay. What is something that can always be found on your table? This hydro flask. I know. I bring this it's your sidekick. It's your sidekick. (laughs) Like, and it's massive. I don't even know how many flow ounces. 40 ounces. 40 ounces. And it's, I think I actually bring with me everywhere I go. You stay hydrated. That's why you're glowing. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That is your sidekick. It really is. Everywhere. Okay. Last rapid fire, babe. Okay. What nourishment brings you the most joy? Probably my daily walks in nature Mm. of just taking, it could be a shorter walk or it could be like a longer hour and a half walk, but just stepping outside, kind of disconnecting from technology or listening to a podcast maybe, or just some music and going on a long walk alone. Yeah. Letting the creative juices flow and just being like outside by the water. Yeah. Mm. We love our nature, don't we? We love our nature. Well, I'm so excited. My opening question that I always ask on the tea is really, you know, what House of Low is about. And so I want to ask you this before we get into the flow Mm -hmm. of our main conversation, which is what does it mean to come home to you? Oh my God. Yeah. Come home to you. Yeah. For you, what does it mean to come home to you? 
Oh my God. Like, what does that mean? I need you to break it's like it down. Coming home to you means being whole on your own and not seeking external and oh, really okay. being embodied, right? Your intention this year is to be embodied. Okay. Talk about that maybe. Yeah. I think coming home to me is being my true, raw, authentic self and like fully embodying the highest version of myself mm. and not dimming myself for anyone else because I'm trying to fit in or yeah. trying to diminish my power for, you know, to become more. I guess, relatable or just to be fitting in. So I think yeah. it's really embodying and not being scared of the power that I have and that we all have. Yeah. I love not being scared of the power you have. Yeah. That is it. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that leads us into the power of being an entrepreneur and the, the res- and the responsibility, by the way. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of toxicity mm-hmm. as we always vent about and talk Mm -hmm. about because Teal and I were just at an event this morning and a lot of the women were talking about like the preconceived notions that are sort of in the, in the conversation when you step into being an entrepreneur, like you're going to fail a lot. You're going to have to work a lot. There's going to be a lot of rough days. There doesn't have to be, I I don't know where that came from. So to kick us off, you talk a lot about limiting and expansive beliefs. And I'd love for you to talk about shifts in our perception and just Mm -hmm. perception in general, when it comes to entrepreneurship and being a business owner and, and just would love for you to talk about that and and lead us into the limiting beliefs. Yeah. I mean, when you were just describing that, I mean, to give some backstory to my journey as an entrepreneur, I started out in a co-working space where you weren't really respected or admired or looked as as significant unless you had this epic board of directors, Mm. you had this, these investors, you had X, Y, Z that you had this like PR around you. Right. And it just made you feel really like small. And I think we get trapped into this entrepreneurship mindset and perception that in order to be successful, we need to follow these like status quo that the society has taught us. Like, this is what the program is. This is the steps you need to take. And it's, a very like scarcity minded society of outlook of way to look at things. And I think once I realized, like I took myself out of that and shifted my perception around basically everything, it was a game changer for me. And like, what I mean by that is, I guess, I think it's really important for all of us to get super just quiet and understand like, what is it that our souls true gifts and purposes are in this life. Like, what is it that we feel called to do? Because there's no coincidences. What we desire and what we feel like called for is what we are supposed to pursue. Mm -hmm. So once we realize what our soul's gifts and purposes are and become aware that we have basically like this subconscious programming that essentially is just a belief system that was created by the age of seven and our beliefs that were projected onto us from everyone in our life, from our parents. And we grow up with these beliefs that we're unconscious of and to really shift our perception and our view of the world, we need to become aware of what those beliefs are. And for that to happen, we need to get quiet. And when a thought pops up that makes us feel low, we need to look it in the eye and question it and ask, when did I decide that? Mm. And when you ask, when did I decide this? belief about myself, you start to realize that this is not your truth. You were given this belief by someone else. And I think it's a daily practice. It doesn't happen overnight. Any type of like transformation. I mean, I'm still doing it every day and continuing to evolve every day and new things will trigger us that will surface different limiting beliefs. Right. But 
I think once that really you start to daily look it in the eye and question it and replace it with beliefs that you want to have instead that will serve you over time, it shifts your perception to really view the world you want to view. And at the end of the day, our thoughts and our beliefs create our reality. So if they're not in alignment, then we're not going to experience the reality that we want to experience. That's right. We talk a lot about like limiting versus expansive beliefs. Yeah. Can you give maybe an example of what a limiting belief is versus an expansive belief to kind of show people the difference? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, one that I recently, I can, I guess, worked through was I used to think that you had to work really hard and yeah. there had to be struggle involved yeah. into being successful because everyone teaches us in this entrepreneur society that it needs to be really hard. You need to work 12 hour days. Yep. Go, go, go. Yep. And it doesn't need to be hard. Like, yes, there's seasons of where you should be like really focused and intentional and like grinding in the way that makes sense for you, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be a struggle. Yeah. And so once I shifted that, I mean, things started flowing and it wasn't just like I was swimming upstream anymore. So that's a limiting belief. An expansive belief is I'm exposed to someone who hit a milestone that I didn't think was possible for myself. Mm. And I see them do it and I can relate to them in any type of way, maybe just because they're a woman yeah. and they hit this crazy milestone. And I'm like, wow, if you can do it, I can do it. Oh, that is it. Mm-hmm. And what we believe is what we attract. Yes, hundred percent. And that's what's so crazy is like our beliefs are everything. So it's really like, why do we spend time believing bullshit? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's because we don't even half the time we're not aware of what our beliefs even are. That's the real, I think, eye opener for all of us and me included. And I, I would love for us to talk about energy too, because negative energy and being in negative beliefs, it really is a vibration we're putting out. Even if you're not on the spiritual path, yeah. just think about it. Like if you approach something with a positive vibration, with a positive attitude and mindset versus a negative, mm-hmm. what is going to be the result? You know, and I would love for you to just talk about like, being mindful of our energy that we're like in the business, like even the way we think about the business. Like if you're looking at your business thinking, I'm never going to have enough money. I don't have enough now. Uh, it's not going to be so good. No. And the way we like, I guess this isn't really if you're spiritual or not, but we're all energy and we all vibrate at different frequencies. And the way we can tell how we're vibrating is by how we're feeling. Yes. So the high vibe emotions are like gratitude, joy, love, happiness. And then Mm -hmm. the low vibe emotions are like guilt, Mm -hmm. sadness, scarcity, shame, like all those that just make you feel low. Like, you know, if you're feeling good or bad. And so when you're in a low vibe state, you're only attracting low vibe people, opportunities, or not opportunities, like experiences to you versus if you're in like a high vibrational frequency, then you're going to be attracting like the people, opportunities, experiences into your life to help you really like unfold what you want to accomplish, you know? So good, babe. I think one of the things that you speak so powerfully on is lack and scarcity Mm -hmm. and like the mindset of lack and scarcity. And I would love for you to talk about, because, you know, we talk about abundance here. I want you to break down for us abundance versus scarcity, but let's start with scarcity and how it creates this lack mindset Mm -hmm. and how that leads us to needing things and being very attached. Let's connect those dots. Okay. Yeah. So... I guess for me, COVID was a massive learning experience when it comes to attachment and scarcity and lack. Because before COVID, my entire self-worth was revolved around my business. Mm -hmm. And I needed that needing to be successful in order for me to be happy. Mm -hmm. And whenever you need anything, 
you're attached to it. And when we're attached to it, that gives off the energy of lack because we're telling the universe that we need it. And when you need something like you're just going to attract more need and it's not ever going to be the results that you want. So instead we really need to be coming from a place of already having whatever it is that we desire. Mm -hmm. And once you completely detach, like you have to be fully like feel okay with whatever you want, you not having it. And let's say like, I need to be okay with my business blowing up tomorrow and I'll be okay because I will be, I'll be alive. I'll be healthy. I'll figure it out. Yep. It's not going to kill me. You know, like I need to completely detach from it. And COVID kind of forced me to do it because in a sense, it did blow up my business for like a solid couple months. Yeah. And so once you detach from it, you're not really giving off that lack energy anymore from anything that you desire. It could be relationships. It could be any category. Like you really need to realize what are you attached to and like learn how to detach from it Mm -hmm. because that's like the epitome of lack and scarcity and instead replace it with like, I already have this and embodying from a place instead of being of what would I act like and look like and feel like if I already achieved this or I already received whatever it is that I desired. And isn't that what gratitude practices really do is they yeah. help us just be grateful for what's here, see more of what's here right now. And then also even being grateful for things we already have certainty that are coming to us. That's about belief and faith, right? Yes. I am certain I am going to make six figures this year. I'm mm-hmm. absolutely certain. It might be seven, to be honest with you. Yeah. And every day I'm I'm grateful for that. And it just comes. I mean, this is literally... I know we live it. So yeah. it's like, we're just like bursting to tell people, <laughs> Yeah, but talk to me about gratitude in that. Well, what you just said is like such a beautiful practice that I think everyone should do of like being grateful for something that hasn't happened yet that you desire. Yeah. And because when you're grateful for something, like, let's say I'm grateful for something that's in the future and I'm saying that out loud and I'm writing it or I'm hearing myself say it in a recording, I'm just by that moment embodying, stepping into whatever that looks yeah. like for me, already attracting it to right. me. And I think when you're in the state of gratitude, it's a high vibe emotion frequency, and you're just going to keep attracting more things to you from the universe. Yeah. Mm, So good. Let's shift into talking about abundance Mm -hmm. and desire. I think the word I love the most that you all, well, there's two words I love the most that you use, and we're going to talk about fulfillment in a second, but alignment, you always talk about Mm -hmm. getting into alignment. Yeah. So to me, it's like alignment, desire, is what creates abundance, yeah. you know, or desire alignment. So talk to us about getting in alignment and mm-hmm. what that means and how that actually helps us get more of our desires. For sure. I mean, what I've really learned over the past years is we have to be in alignment with our inner self yeah. before we do anything in the physical world or else everything's just counterproductive. So like if you're an entrepreneur, you should not be like making a business plan until you're fully in alignment in your inner self. But I mean not fully, let me take that back, at least starting the work on yourself. Yeah. Because it's a daily practice. It's never going to be completed. And so to be in alignment, it's really figuring out, well, A, working backwards. So it's like, what is my desired outcome? And getting really clear on that. And then going backwards as to, okay, so how do I get my inner self into alignment? Meaning your self, your thoughts and beliefs and like your mindset and outlook on how you view the world. Yes. And to break it down even deeper, it's like discovery of the self, if you're spiritual or not, like we're all souls, I believe. Yep. And I think we all have our own unique paths and to compare your path to someone else's is just counterproductive Yeah. because what worked for someone else is not going to really work for you. I mean, it could, but for the most part, it doesn't. 
because we all have our own unique roadmap within us. Yeah. And it's like, once we really discover the self and who we are as souls and what our gifts are, what our purposes are, and how can we use those to serve others? Then we get clear onto like, what are my steps I need to take? Yes. Because action at the end of the day is like the last step. Yes. It's like alignments first and figuring out all of this. And then the actions in like the 3D physical world is like the final. And I think as entrepreneurs, we have it backwards. We like (laughs) do all the shit and we go, go, go. And we do all this stuff. And we're like swimming upstream because it's like, we're not focused on our actual internal mindset, which is what's creating our whole reality. (laughs) And then it's like, after we get to discover the self, it's really getting our thoughts and beliefs in alignment with, okay, what is it that we want? And how can we reprogram the limiting beliefs that we have? And then how can we step into a higher state of consciousness to view the world in the way that will really serve us? And like, we can leverage these laws of energy, assumption, detachment, the law of attraction, because this is how the universe functions. And if you're not understanding how to leverage it to your advantage, then you're making your life so much harder on yourself. Right. Just got to sit with that for a minute. (laughs) That was so good. I want to circle back to detachment and break this down for people because I think we touched on it, but I want to really, what I want to hear from you is how do we cultivate detachment as it relates to our desires and give us some practices and Mm -hmm. kind of your process around detachment. Okay. So what I've done is getting really clear, writing down first, because you have to know what you're detaching from. So first write down what it is you want to accomplish. Like I would start with your desired future version of yourself. Like Mm. who is this version of yourself that you want to be and become Mm. and write it in the present tense. So like I am a successful entrepreneur that's generating this much in revenue and be super specific. This is my presence when I walk into a room. This is how I make people feel when I encounter with them. Every single little detail you can think of, this is how I dress. This is what I do in a day. This is how I feel every day. Getting super clear on the feelings you want to feel. At the end of the day, the reason why we want anything in life is because (laughs) of the feelings we think we're going to feel when we achieve them. And so getting clear on that and just like a, you're acting in a movie, you're stepping into this character in this role mm. and you're, Ooh. you're stepping into this character and actually like living from a place of being that version of yourself in the present. Wow. And then from there, it's like all the things that you actually want to achieve, you're kind of intuitively detaching because you already have them when you're mm. stepping into that character, you're embodying when it. you're embodying it. Cause you're not like, I want this. I want that. It's not like someday I'll be exactly like someday. It's more of like, well, there's no need to be this like needy person. If I already have it. Oh, wow. You know? And that's really been powerful for me. And then also just like, whenever I notice things that I really feel attached to or wanting, like sometimes I catch myself with Bendy Bean too, of like, if this doesn't happen, I'll freak out. And it's like, I can't think like that. If you think that way, then you have a detachment to do. And it's like, I mean, I don't like, actually thinking about things not working out because I think that's pointless, but more of just thinking about everything that who you are without your business of like, what value do you bring? What is your self-worth? What fulfills you? What like are your buckets that fill you up? Because at the end of the day, if it's creation and creating, I can create another business, Mm. you know? Oh, so good. We are not our business. We are our purpose. Yes. And our purpose is 
multifaceted, right? A lot of our purpose is a way of being. It's like, how do we move through the world and how are we of service? That's like who we actually are. Totally. Our business becomes its own entity, living, breathing thing that other people are involved in. You have employees, you have collaborators, you have partners. Like the business could never be us. Mm-mm. It's maybe there's a seed, it starts, right? Everything is created through us, but we have got to detach from our business being us. And the problem in entrepreneurship specifically, and especially the toxic hustle culture that I have, I haven't liked that for years. And I worked 14 hour days in corporate America. I've always had a side business. Like I've been, I I worked just like the rest of them. And I know I was bought into that. Mm -hmm. And I was just working to, because of other things I hate, because there was a lot missing in my life. And there was a lot of work ahead of me to do on (laughs) my own self to Teal's point. But like, ultimately, I think people attach themselves so deeply to their business because they're afraid of who they would be without it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and the I was real... A, I succumbed to that for sure. Yeah. I was so fucking scared. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do without that baby. Mm. And I'm at the place now where, of course, it's my baby. I'm so passionate about it. And it's going to be successful. Yes. I know it, but I don't need it. And it is successful today. Yeah. And it will continue to exactly. grow. And I think it's like being in that present moment and just recognizing like what the business is doing today and how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. I'm such a believer in reflecting how far we've come. Yeah, We're always looking ahead and going up the mountain, but we forget where we started. You yeah. know, I mean, look how far you've come in five yeah. years with and Tristan. It's really, I mean, I've been so blessed to witness your journey with Tristan and, and Vendi Bean and it's been so fucking beautiful to watch. Thank you. Really? Yeah. You've been there since like almost the beginning. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. grateful for that. And you both are the real deal and you've handled a lot of obstacles. You've moved through a lot. And I know, you know, your mindset and this mindset that you have, that's so rooted in faith is very much what has carried Vendi Bean. Some things I think other people would have given up mm-hmm. quickly and you didn't. And so what you talk about today, like all the things we're talking about, you've lived it. Like you've Mm -hmm. seen what it looks like to be in scarcity or to be in abundance. Yeah. And I think you have to go through really hard times in your business to shift your perception and your perspective on things. Yeah. It's like tests from the universe. It's like COVID for sure was one of them for us. Totally. Yeah. I want to talk about my other favorite word (laughs) of yours, which is fulfillment. Mm -hmm. You know, this is something I just love that you talk about because it doesn't seem to be talked about a lot. To me, abundance is fulfillment. Like those two words, that way of being is they're so in alignment and to use your other word. So I just want to talk about fulfillment and what you always say, which is like discovery of the self and really thinking and stepping into your soul purpose and your calling. Talk to us about discovering ourselves Mm -hmm. and how that leads to fulfillment. Yeah. I think in my own experience, the discovery of the self was the spiritual route. Yeah. And I kind of believe that for everyone to feel fully fulfilled, they need to go really deep and they need to discover who they are as beings Yeah, and as souls. And we all chose to come here in this lifetime for, I think, multiple purposes, but they're very specific. And once we can really understand what they are and what our unique gifts are, that set us apart from everyone else. Mm. And we can learn how to like step into that and how we can, on top of that, most importantly, learn how to use those to serve others is one of the most fulfilling things I think anyone can do. Yeah. And I think as an entrepreneur, a lot of people like in the panel today, someone was saying too, like they kept saying like, I will feel 
happy when I get to this point in my life Mm -hmm. or like, I'll feel happy when I get to X in revenue or I'll finally feel accomplished when I get to X. And we all do that. Yeah. And like, that's not going to lead us to fulfillment because we'll get to that and we'll be on to the next milestone and then the next one and then the next one. And it's more important to, I think, find the joy and the achievement and the accomplishment and the happiness in the present and through the process of building the business than Mm -hmm. waiting to prolong that. In the end. Oh, I love how you said through the process of building, like enjoying the process. Enjoying the process. Because when we're like in the trenches, like quote unquote, like that, you know, terminology, it's like, is that not supposed to be fun? Like right. I, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like looking back, the most fun I had was the creation process from zero to nothing when we started yeah. from nothing and created an actual physical yes. brand product company. Yes. And it's like really getting into like what a part of that brought me so much happiness and joy. And how can I continue to find that throughout the process of building it and not feel guilty for feeling joy and happy when I'm not hitting my goals? Cause mm. I'm still on the right path, but maybe it's, in it. I'm in it yeah. and just haven't gotten to where I want to be yet. And I think that we all have our unique divine timing that everything's going to play out the way it's supposed to. Yep. And when we're feeling this like rushiness and just like forcing we need to detach and we need to like <laughs> sit back and chill the fuck out yep. because to come full circle, we have our own timing yeah. and it, we need to let things just happen organically and like find the flow. What's so wild is my next question was fulfillment hung up on the future. I'll be happy when <laughs> oh, like, shit. be in the process. Oh, well, you just said all of that, <laughs> but like, that's the point, you know, yeah. like fulfillment is in the now. Yeah. It really is in your business specifically, Mm -hmm. especially like you were saying earlier today, you know, like you just never know what's going to come up and, you know, you move through it throughout the day. Yeah. How do you stay present in the business for Vendee Bean? Oh, that's a good question. Staying present, I think is something that's one of the biggest things I'm working on in this life and like not thinking about the future. Right. Because I think it's really hard for me, but to stay present, it's like, for me, it's really important to cancel out all distractions and yeah. be intentional with how I want to show up. Yes. Because I can be in a room talking to you, but like my mind won't be there. Totally. And you can sense that my energy is not a hundred percent. Yeah. And like, what's the point of giving someone my energy if it's on a hundred? Right. It's like, that's just worthless. And I don't want to show up and give someone my time if I'm going to come up as like 50 or show up mm, with less. Yeah. Wow. I think for me, what's really helped is in the morning, like visualizing how I want to show up that day and what I want to be like in the meetings I have or in conversations on phone calls. It's like, I want to actually make people feel seen and I want to hold space for them. And to do that, I need to hold space for myself first Mm -hmm. and like get myself in the right headspace, which is why I do a morning routine every day, which I think probably plays a role in helping me stay present. I'm so happy you said that. Those are really tangible ways to get in the present moment before you start your day, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, I see you, not only do I see you, I've witnessed you be a visionary. Like you just are a visionary and you, you're like the true essence of what it means to be a founder. Like, I think the word founder is co-founder loosely oh well i mean come on yeah i know let's say founder. Tristan listens, he'll scream at me. <laughs> co-founder founder tristan no, um, but i will say you know to be a visionary is not easy and i think a lot of people have this this romantic vision of it i really see you as a visionary and i've seen you like when you're in your flow and your mode of visioning for vendy bean because i've witnessed it it's like oh my god this woman's power <laughs> so i want you to talk to us about 
trusting yourself as the visionary yeah, and how that aligns with trusting the universe. Oh, this is good. I think when you have a vision and it's so clear and you're like, I know this will work, you cannot sway from it. Yeah. No matter who tries to convince you otherwise. Yeah. Like our investor was determined for us to change our whole machine model and mm. like do a tabletop as well. And Tristan and I luckily have always been on the same page when it comes to the vision. Because mm-hmm. I think if your two co-founders are not on the same page, it could be extremely challenging. Yes. yes. When it comes to the overall vision, we've been on the same page. And to continuously like be so set on not swaying. I mean, we all pivot 100%. And that's, I think, amazing and definitely required. But it's an inner knowing. It's this gut feeling that you can't really explain. You're just like, I know this is what it is. And this is what is needed in the world right now. And like, you can't explain it. You don't have to spend your time explaining it. Right. You don't have to convince anyone or justify. It's like, all you have to do is stick to your ground, stay in your lane and like not sway from it. So I think with trusting in the universe, it's like, I believe that we wouldn't have these visions if it weren't for predestined, like we chose this beforehand. And they come through us. And they come through us. Yeah, 100%. And it's like, we have these visions for a reason because we're meant to pursue them. And there's no one else better in the world to pursue it than us or else we wouldn't have them. That's right. And it's trusting that and not letting these like limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome, whatever the fuck it is that society tried to program us as... And to just kind of like squash that and continue to follow the vision and pursue it and to not give up. Persistence is, I think, the number one thing when it comes to vision is like, you have to be persistent because for most visionaries, no one else is really on board in the beginning. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know? It's only in the end. They're like, wow. Exactly. That was such a great idea. It's like, yeah, it was. Remember when you called me crazy? (laughs) Exactly. It's like, and that happened to us multiple times. It's like the whole industry itself is like, why are you getting in the coffee betting industry? It's a dying industry. Right. And we're like, that's exactly why we're doing it. Because you don't see it. That's right. So I think for most people who have these visions, it's really to trust. Mm. Wow. This was so powerful. My last question before we... Because I want you to let people know all the things that you're working on and how they can connect with you. My last question is, what are three rituals or practices that you do each day to strengthen your consciousness as an entrepreneur? Okay. So number one is I talk to my spirit guides. Yeah. Every day. Let's go right there. Let's talk about this. <laughs> and I don't care guides. if you think I'm crazy. Yep. Nope. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone should form their relationship with their guides because we all have them. Yep. And if you're not forming that and building that, then you're making your life harder. Yeah. That's number one. I do it every morning. And I spend time on just like being quiet and breathing and checking in on myself, like inner self of mm-hmm. like what's coming up. How am I feeling? Sometimes I'll just want to like cry for no reason. It's yeah, like same. stuck energy same. that just needs yes. to get released. Yes. And other times I'm feeling really inspired and I want to journal and like ferociously write out all these ideas, but like I don't force anything. Yeah. If I'm not in the mood to journal or I'm not in the mood to like meditate that day, then I won't and I'll do what feels right. And then the third is, I have three books that I open up to a random page every oh, day. Let's go. What are and they? I read them a page of it. And it's like always what I need to hear that day. Yes. Living with joy. Yes. We, this, these we books love, are still on. There, there are there books. Are books. <laughs> Living with joy by Sanaya. 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 Channel, channeled by Oren. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've always forget the actual like authors. Happy pocket full of money. Yep. Our fave. And I just added Christina's book. Yeah. Manifesting Mastery. Yep. 
and it's a channeled book through Christina. They're all three so freaking powerful. Mm, they and are. they like will tell me exactly what I needed to hear that day. that day. And it sets you in the right headspace. And then on top of that, writing what I'm grateful for or yes. like feeling it or saying it out loud along yes. with affirmations. Mm, so, yeah. Thank you for sharing those, babe. I hope they help people. So I just want to say publicly that you came into my life four years ago during what I had no idea was about to be the most difficult time of my life at the beginning of my transformational journey. And you have witnessed me in that every single day for four years. And you are truly my soul family. And I'm so grateful for how you have held space for me. You have seen me, you have pushed me into my purpose. Like you've really expanded me to step into House of Loves podcast would not be here without Teal. Oh I promise you that. I'm getting emotional. And I just have to say that I am so fucking grateful for you, Tealy. And I love you to my absolute core. You are such a magical human. And I'm so lucky to know you. And anyone who knows you is lucky. And I am so thankful for you. And I just want you to know like the impact you have had on my life so far. And I'm so excited that we're going to go through this entire lifetime together. So thank you. I'm so emotional. I fucking love you so much. I'm so beyond grateful for you in my life. Thank you. Oh, and thank you for having me on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. I want you to let people know where they can connect with you, all the things going on, Bendy Bean, personal. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So at Bendy Bean is my company's Instagram. You can find us there or bendybean.com. My personal is teal.cooper and my podcast is at real with teal on any podcast platform you can find. Subscribe, rate, <laughs> review. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review. I don't even say that for mine. People are like, you should tell people, <laughs> you should tell people to review the podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, make, make sure I get to that. <laughs> but real with teal. Subscribe, rate, review. Real with teal. No, I love, I love you. Though. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're a magical, powerful fucking force. That's unstoppable. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, Low.